Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 775. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about why the next cycle is in healthcare. And if you've read the Wealth Heiress book, you know I like to talk about bubbles and cycles. And that's often what people tell me they like most about the book, is that chapter that delves into the secret knowledge about cycles. And why I say it's secret is it's well documented that the elite have known this information about cycles repeating and have used it for their own benefit for many years. But rather than go deep into that here and duplicate some of the things the book says, I think what I'll do is take it to the next level and tell you why I think healthcare is the next cycle. So let's go back to 1997-ish when the internet was coming into being and there were a lot of internet companies going public. They had zero earnings, you know, pets.com was a great idea but it didn't have any earnings. And yet these companies had billion dollar valuations and that was pretty common. So it was very speculative. People were almost like gambling, like we see again today. It's very casino-like, placing bets on which companies they think are going to survive in the future, rather than doing fundamental analysis on earnings and profits. So back in 1997, we had this speculation, we had new technology coming out, we had a lot of excitement about new inventions and a lot of venture capital money was being thrown at new companies. It seemed that anyone that added .com to the end of the business name was guaranteed a multi-billion dollar valuation and a successful stock offering. That didn't end well. After the big run-up into 2000, in 2001 and in 2002, we saw technology stocks drop by 70%. Yes, the NASDAQ crashed by 70%. And so it was really a shakeout of which companies were going to survive. So many companies got overvalued. I often talk about being an early investor in Microsoft and then Microsoft having peaked in 2000, which was one of the best calls I ever made, was to sell at that time because for 10 years, Microsoft did not exceed that price. So it was dead money for the next 10 years. And of course, Microsoft has really come back into its own now. But I'm just saying for a 10-year period of time, it did not exceed its prior high. That's how ahead of itself the price got. And we might see that again in some tech stocks. I know it's hard to believe when you're in the middle of a bubble that that could ever happen. Just saying it's happened in the past. But here's the thing. 
my point about all this and to review all this history is really to talk about how that was a cycle. That information technology age was a cycle. And that's the reason why it has been on the forefront and been such a successful time. And of course, we'll have more new technology and more innovation in this quantum age that I'm talking about that we're coming into. But we also have a demographic situation that is going to be dominating where the consumer spends. And remember, 70% of the US economy is where the consumer spends. It's all about the consumer spending their money. And that is the important trend to watch. And what do we know about the consumer? Well, we know that this COVID-19 pandemic has really kicked healthcare into high gear. And what I mean by that is everybody's had time to stop or slow down, examine your own health, think about where you're compromised or if you're not compromised health-wise, to think about maybe how to boost your immune system so that your body naturally can fight disease, or to think about a possible vaccine that could be coming out. Some people are very pro-vaccine, other people are not. But my point is that there's technology, there's medicine, there's biotechnology, there's pharmaceuticals, there are holistic health methods, there's medical devices. You could even go so far as to talk about wellness and food. Then you can also get into exercise equipment, clothing, naturopathy, supplements, and other alternative medicines. Even spirituality figures into this. But here's what I'm seeing. The next big cycle that was like the information technology cycle 20 years ago or 25 years ago that started now is going to be more healthcare. So what do I see in this healthcare cycle? Well, first of all, I see tremendous opportunity because of the demographics we have and the baby boomers who were born between 1946 and 1964. The oldest baby boomers are now 74 years old and the youngest baby boomers are now 56 years old. So between 56 to 74, what do they start spending the most money on? You guessed it, healthcare. So we have this huge demographic moving into a major spending cycle of healthcare and health-oriented products, services, etc. So we have tremendous growth potential. If you look at the jobs that have been created in the United States, do you realize that two thirds of the new jobs in the US that have been created since the year 2000 are in healthcare? That's right, over 66% of the new jobs created are in a healthcare or healthcare related industry. And by 2024, the US Bureau of Labor Statistics anticipates that healthcare will be the largest employer in the United States. But not only do we have this huge demographic and then all these people working in the healthcare industry, we also have huge new inventions coming. I mean, we don't hear a lot about this, but I remember very well back in the year 2000, a doctor named Craig Ventner mapped the human DNA for the first time. 
That information and research has been sold to healthcare companies to develop drugs and pharmaceuticals and treatments, etc. I think that's going to be even more important in the future because for the first time, we're going to understand more about the human DNA. And that's going to lead into treatments that are related to our longevity and to our mental health and to alternative treatments like using frequencies to help the body. Now, I am someone who has followed Nikola Tesla, has followed some of his work he did on frequencies, and it's very, very interesting the medical applications that are related to frequencies. So it's quite possible that there are many different directions that healthcare can take. I don't think healthcare is going to look the way that it has in the past. I don't think it's going to be all about taking drugs or some sort of medicines. I think there's going to be a lot of different things that we haven't even considered yet. And healthcare today is already 20% of the US GDP. And so from here, it can grow even bigger. We're also seeing all kinds of monitoring of our health. We're seeing all kinds of applications and devices that we can wear on our wrist or use to monitor our health. There's things to help us see better. There's things to help us hear better. There's things to give us more energy. There's all kinds of possibilities in this generalized field we call healthcare. So I don't want you to think about it in terms of the way we've known it. I think it's going to evolve quite a lot from where we've been in more of a quantum age type of an advancement, if you will. So rather than thinking about the next car, of course, we have these innovations of driverless cars and cars that work electrically and without gas. And we're even getting into my favorite thing, which is the next generation of flying cars, which I'm following closely on a personal basis because I want to own a flying car someday. But that's beside the point. We'll get back to healthcare. What I'm trying to say is that in the same way that the car is evolving into something that is way beyond our conception of a car today, so is healthcare going to evolve in a quantum way that is way beyond what we think of in terms of healthcare today. We might think of taking some prescription medication as healthcare today. That is not what I'm talking about for the future. There's going to be so much that's new, so much that's discovered, so much that's unleashed that it's going to take us like from a regular car to that driverless car, to the electric vehicle, to the flying car, all right? It's going to progress like that. It's going to be a quantum progression in healthcare. So that's why I'm saying we're just at the beginning edge of this because you've got all these resources being thrown at healthcare. You have the demographic that's desiring healthcare. And we're coming into a time and space where this all sort of neatly comes together. And I think what we're going to see is a lot of demand in the healthcare space that may even exceed what we've seen in the last big cycle of information technology. 
Now, of course, information technology is still going to be very relevant and important, and it's still going to be moving forward too. But I'm just saying, it is my opinion that healthcare will overcome that as the bigger cycle, as we move forward, and we're still very early in this, but we're seeing that also with some of the cannabis products that we are seeing developed and seeing absolute amazing things that are being done to stop seizures, to help with sleep, to alleviate pain, to get people off of addictive painkillers. There's so much in the holistic health segment that even cannabis is and CBD is working on. I'm talking about the non-hallucinogenic drug heart. So just even looking at the medicinal part of what we've seen for CBD and cannabis, it's amazing. And I do think that in 2021, we are likely to see broader legalization across the United States with some of these cannabis products and medicinal marijuana. Many states are considering it right now and they like it because it provides jobs and tax revenue. So they're seeing it as a revenue generator for the state and many large states that are in need of tax revenue are seriously considering legalization. So we'll see what happens in 2021, but I think that we are going to see many more states legalize medicinal marijuana and cannabis products. So what are the investing opportunities in healthcare? Well, you certainly can invest in a healthcare ETF. There is the Healthcare Select Sector Spider, symbol XLV. You can invest in something very traditional like the Fidelity MSCI Healthcare ETF, symbol FHLC, or the Vanguard Healthcare ETF, symbol VHT, or iShares US Medical Devices, symbol IHI, or the Spider S&P Healthcare Equipment, symbol XHE, or the Vanek Vectors Pharmaceutical ETF, symbol PPH. But some of my more favorite ETFs would be the ARC Genomic Revolution, symbol ARKG, the iShares NASDAQ Biotechnology ETF, symbol IBB, the First Trust NYSE ARCA Biotech, symbol FBT, the Spider S&P Biotech, symbol XBI, the First Trust Healthcare Alphadex, symbol FXH, the iShares Global Healthcare ETF, symbol IXJ, and the iShares US Healthcare ETF, symbol IYH. And of course, there are also new stocks that have come out in the last year or two. In 2019, we saw IGM Biosciences come out, IGMS. We saw BioNTech, BNTX. We saw Schrodinger, SDGR. That came out in 2020. We saw 10X Genomics, symbol TXG, and Oyster Point Pharma, symbol OYST. So these are just examples of some new stocks that have come out that are coming to market as IPOs in the medical biomed slash biotech category or medical research category or medical products category. And this is just the beginning. There are many, many more that we're going to see as this cycle gets into full swing and we start seeing the amazing inventions that start coming in the space of healthcare. So I wanted to give you a heads up on that and tell you this is something that we're seeing for 
The next three years, I anticipate a lot of popularity here, but probably this is a longer cycle, more like what we've seen in the information technology space of the last 20, 25 years. I think this has a long way to go, but particularly in the next three, I'm very excited to follow this space and this cycle and watch it emerge and become the full butterfly that I know that it is. If you haven't yet subscribed to Be Wealthy and Smart, hit the subscribe button and you'll be notified as soon as new podcasts are available. And if you haven't yet read my book, You're Already a Welfareist, Now Think and Act Like One, Six Practical Steps to Make It a Reality Now, it was rated one of the best all-time wealth books by Book Authority. And I do talk about cycles in my book. I think you'd enjoy learning more about it. And it's one of the most important investing principles that is least talked about. And if you're looking for a way to be better informed about investing, have someone recommend an investment portfolio for you and give you regular updates so you're well-informed and have zero ongoing investment fees to pay, check out my VIP experience. Rather than having someone else manage your money and being kept in the dark, I show you how to manage your money yourself and give you all the tools, education, and updates that you need to feel confident and be successful. If that's something you'd like to explore, fill out the short questionnaire in the show notes and we'll set up a time to talk. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.